0: If you really want to understand it better, you go back. There's there's a Veggie Tales episode about this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's a really catchy song. Right. Explains it. Yeah. That's funny. But anyway, we're going to see the. He thrown into the lion's den.
1: We are Saints in the South, your source for gospel growth and good times. All right. Welcome everyone. Episode 143. This week we are in Daniel. Daniel chapters one through six. Yes. Who doesn't know about Daniel, man?
2: Man, Daniel. Hey, one of the greatest parts of the Old Testament. Let's just be honest. Yeah. It's ranking up there pretty
1: high. Uh, And evidently there's something to it being a servant and being able to interpret ger- dreams and visions and then moving up the ladder. Hey, man, you know, j- just
2: to, just a, I I mean, Daniel was the sir. He was like the right hand man to like what five Kings or something. It's yeah. unreal. And, he, and so he did it though, in a way he never compromised. He never compromised. He never let them have the upper hand on his beliefs he stayed true to who he was and what he believed. And yet he continued to advance. He continued to go up in rank. Even when other kings from other kingdoms took over power, they kept him in power. Right. It, 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 I'd never, I'd never looked. I got so excited about Daniel, like, because I was like, what in the, this, this man was like, this man was another level. I mean, that is amazing that he was able to do that. This other kingdom is just come and kill him. Like, I don't need you anymore. No, they kept him. Why? Because he was a smart guy. Right. He stood his ground. He wasn't a yes man. He was not a yes man. And I think every king that he served saw that quality in him. I think that's a major good quality. Doesn't mean you're defiant. It just means that you stand your ground on your beliefs and you're a solid person, you know, that you're somebody you can trust. I mean, they can trust, you know, so uh, that,
1: you know, he wasn't, you know, he, he didn't choose to, to, uh,
2: go to Babylon.
1: To go to ba- <laughs> That's right. Yeah. He yeah. Was captive, yeah. He, he, yeah. He was cat. He was, sele- yeah. he was, he was specifically selected to go and right. fill that role. Right. Uh, yeah. where, where he started out and his and I'm sure his, his character and, and the way he presented himself and carried himself, right uh, they 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 saw that right and i mean they 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 were trying to select the best uh to to to, to be their servants you know, and so the yeah. way i look at it is
2: it and i hate to use this <laughs> this comparison of 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 hitler's youth but uh in a way nebuchadnezzar gathered up the jewish kids that he saw some kind of spark in something that uh you know that he he liked about their characteristics and the and the way that they um the way that they this is the way they they were and he wanted to mold these children uh after his regime i don't know what you want to call you know it sounds uh, maybe not as drastic as the hitler youth thing but it's in that same sort of vein i believe that was sort of nebuchadnezzar's he wanted to take the captives but he wanted to also build his empire and put his philosophies and his his leadership into these kids. And so yeah, it was Daniel that we know of and his three friends basically, which become Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh that's not their name. Daniel's not his name either, I don't believe. I believe it was a or or yeah. Daniel was his name and they gave him another name, but and just like they gave Shadrach. But anyway, he get there's these these four kids, basically, uh, that were taken and were yeah. so, so Daniel to- actually
0: yeah. Daniel was his his Hebrew name. That's what's in, right. something that's, that's interesting, right. is that yeah. Daniel they they all four were given new names, but right. for some reason we know Daniel by his Hebrew name, Hebrew but we name. we don't know the other three by their Hebrew names. We know right. them by right. the new names they were given, which right. were Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego.
1: Yeah, which are some cool names. Yeah, yeah, and were some cool dudes. Indeed, they are.
2: I like the fact that and just we're, I'm still talking about this in an encompassing way because there's the individual chapters, individual things. But I just like the fact that each of those each of these men were individuals. They it's not like one just rode the coattails of another. Uh, they were they were just def- they were just outstanding young men, members of the church, whatever you want to call it. That they they were their integrity was beyond compare for a lot of people, you know, it's just, it was amazing.
1: There, when, there
2: when is- they, and let me, let me just say that, when they could have easily not been, because they were taken out of a place that maybe they were accustomed to growing up that way, because that is, it's almost like saying I'm grown up in the church. I'm around, you know, all church members all the time or whatever you want to call it. I know it's a little different mm-hmm. back then, with the you know, but it feels like they were taught, right. They were around all other probably like-minded people, most, mostly probably, And then they're ripped from that and put into a place where, Hey, here's worldly stuff. And yet they still stay true. And and so amazing, amazing, amazing people here.
1: There's really something to be said. And, and and I've seen it in my life uh, personally, whenever you, when you have standards and when people don't necessarily agree with those standards, but they respect you for those standards. Uh, and they, and they, they, they say it, they, they demonstrate it in the way they act around you. I mean, I, I remember growing up and being in, in junior high and stuff and, and, uh, you know, when it was really cool to start cussing and everything, I remember in, in literally sixth grade, okay. Right. Sixth grade, uh, uh, first time having lockers and everything. And, uh, this girl, uh, comes up and she's right next to me and she's like, just cussing up a storm. I'm like, And I said, I look at her, I said, what, what are you doing? She's like, what are we talking about? I said, you're, I said, why are you cussing? She's like, we're in sixth grade. You're supposed to. Yeah. So I'm like, no, it's all right. No, you're not. Yeah, you you don't have to cuss, you know. And uh, so so I, I developed a reputation for for not for not cussing. Right. And and then when people were around me and they started, they like, oh no, oh, you know, Jack, Jackson's here. We can't we can't cuss. Right. You right. know, I mean, and that started in junior high and you know middle school or what have yeah. you.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you got to stand your ground feel the same way I feel around you now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. Me and Kenny we pick at you all the time. But, yeah, that's right. mate, hey,
1: listen. No, we, try to, I, yeah. we try to tone it down when we're around you. We really hey, do. hey real quick, listen, here here's a here's a here's another little uh another little uh random podcast is best Latter day Saint cuss words. Like <laughs> like oh freak, God. you know, or Frick Fetch yeah, you fetch. know
2: <laughs> Dang fetch, oh my heck.
0: Have you, have, Marcus, have you been hearing a lot of that? What? From, From your return
1: missionary? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Uh, you know what? Really? He does, uh, yeah, actually. Because you know I, yeah, what? it's funny. Say because Jacob came say back saying all kinds fitch. of weird things. I've never For heard him fitch. say before.
1: That's right. What oh, yeah. That? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. yeah. What the fetch?
0: What the fetch? Yeah, fitch. that is one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. What the fetch?
2: <laughs> no, he's just back to his regular cuss words. I'm just kidding. No, yeah it's true it's true anyway that stuff rubs off and i guess that's the point i'm making it does rub off when you're in a different environment and so yet it did not on these guys they they were they were stalwart yeah the first thing we got you know is just the the whole word of wisdom thing which i think is great um you know it says he wouldn't eat the king's meat which probably you know it means that it's just any any food that was considered possibly unholy you know for the jewish community maybe the animals with hooved feet and you know there's many things there is certain traditions and things maybe even that the king i think i read this in the institute manual something about the uh how they sometimes they make sacrifices to different idols and then that food is then eaten you know and so that would make it unholy so anyway there's something there the reason why daniel would not eat this meat and i would i would suggest that it was probably all of his yeah it was all of his um uh, is probably Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego as well. Probably did not partake of it. Um, I'm sure they got a reputation pretty quick. They stood out pretty quick. I'm sure.
0: Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. And this was this is kind of a miracle too that happens because. You you kind of blew my mind a while ago, Marcus, when you were talking you know, that made the Hitler youth compare because it really I, it, it, it kind really of felt that way, that. You, yeah. Because it is. I mean, that's what they, Adolf Hitler was trying to create, like a, basically a master race. He got these yeah. young children and like he indoctrinated them into you know the, yeah. the Nazi mindset, and they were supposed to be experts at everything they were they were supposed to be highly educated super healthy they had the best health care they had the you know they were learned how to shoot how to fight all these kind Mm -hmm. of things this is what nebuchadnezzar was doing basically he was picking out the kids you know the the jewish children that showed promise and feeding them the best foods and giving them the best health care and the best education and all these things and training them up in his ideologies right just the same way that hitler was doing and so it is very similar and what's interesting to me here is that obviously the diet, the, the food that he was feeding them was for what they knew at the time to be the most nutritious, the stuff that was supposed to make them strong and healthy. And Daniel was like, no, just give me, just give me the, the, the pulse, which is basically just pulse. like a, a, some kind of a meal, you know, uh, yeah, like grains, grains and, bre- type yeah. bread thing or something. Yeah. And water. And he, and like, I, and this guy, you know, it's funny to me because he's like, dude, you don't understand like my head's going to roll. If you reject the stuff that the the King is feeding you, you don't know how bad this is going to be. Like I'm, you're literally putting my life on the line here. Like, and he was not cool with it, but he convinced him. And here's, what's really cool is they made, he issued the challenge and he had some faith. Now Daniel had some faith because he's like, tell you what, your, your majesty, like, just let me just try it for 10 days and then come back and look at our faces and see how we look and see if we don't look more healthy. And so that doesn't make sense because, you know, you're, you're going from eating like a full diet of the, all these rich, like all all the different vitamins and minerals and (laughs) the rich meats and the, this and that and the other to nothing, but basically a strict, like a vegan diet, basically just like bread and water, literally. So by all accounts, after 10 days of these guys eating nothing but bread and water, they should have been pale and sickly, but as at, at on the contrary at the end of ten days even, you know that even Nebuchadnezzar was like man y'all look healthy yeah yeah y'all yeah. look good. Man, hey, y'all yeah. Good. Y'all good can
2: can we allude can we not see the that this alludes to the faith of daniel when he says 10 days i mean yes. three months let me get, give me three months i mean ten days right, right. that dude's got some faith 10 days yeah. you know i can i can change my diet for 10 days and i'm probably gonna look pretty similar after 10 days yeah. you know Two months, maybe? Yeah, here we go. I mean, it's starting to change. Yeah, but you know yeah, what I he's mean?
0: he's talking about you're going to see a noticeable difference in yeah. the way we like look. our count in 10 days. You know, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy.
2: And, and here's the thing I read in the institute manual. It says, pulse is such seeds as grains and peas, wheat, barley, and rye. So like you're saying, Kenny, kind of a vegan diet, really, you know. Uh, certainly meat more sparingly as we know today they, he wouldn't have been eating meat all the time as they were doing which was which was genuinely like you said nebuchadnezzar that was genuinely he thought that was the that's the best of the best who doesn't want good meat i mean that's but anyway it says though eating pulse surely would have contributed to the good health of the jewish youths they were also blessed by god for adhering to his laws and thus became more healthy than those who ate the king's meat so just because they were obeying the commandment too the lord blessed them more to you know, be more healthy. So that, that's part of it too. That made me think of the word of wisdom a little bit more deeply of it's not necessarily because I'm eating more broccoli that I'm healthier, but maybe it's because I'm trying to obey the Lord more also, you know? So there's a little, there's a little bit of both there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit of both there so that, you know, the, the obedience to God not only blesses us spiritually, but physically. We see that with our 98-year-old prophet. I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> For real.
2: I mean, my goodness. He's I, I literally probably better health than me. I bet if they put his heart against my heart, they'd be like, okay, th- this one dude's going to die. The the 44-year-old. The Talk about, about you. Yeah. yeah, the 44-year-old's about to die. The 98-year-old, I mean, he probably hey man, go another 20 listen, years. Hey,
1: listen, hey, if that's the case, man, we I know, you know, that. So he, he got to i got a gym up? right over here, son. I know. I know. I know. Be sure and stick around. We'll be right back.
0: The heart behind the iMom podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the Internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com. And when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the imom podcast with new episodes every Monday. (laughs) Go go ahead, Kenny. <laughs> I mean, comparing hearts I over President here with could right. probably could probably beat me in a fist fight right now. Yeah, I guarantee I don't want to do old. it. Yeah. That dude, he is sprightly, man. He's got hey, energy. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. wild. Yeah. I mean, I That's wouldn't really want to fight weird. that old man. <laughs> hey, he's not old. No, he's
2: yeah, good. he's
0: old. He's old. He's real. Hey, when
2: hey, when he made the announcement that he's been alive, he's been alive longer than half. Of the existence of the restored church, yes, more than crazy, half isn't the existence of the restored church. Like in other words, you know what I'm saying? This church has been around what 200 and I can't do the math right now, but 222 years or 202, yeah, 200. uh anyway, no, somewhere no, no. But he's almost he's half of that, more than half of that. No, it's less than that, right? Yeah, it's less 200. than 200
0: now because yeah, you know, yeah was, because yeah, yeah, 2030, yeah. 2030 was 200 right. years.
2: That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So yeah, he's, he's more than half of that. He's been around 98 years. That's a wow.
1: Yeah.
2: And sits on the edge of a seat ready to go. Yeah. I mean, come on
0: anyway. Um, and then, yeah, so yeah. Verse 13, we'll read that really quick. That's really what I was just talking about. Then let our countenances be looked upon before thee in the countenance of the children that eat of the portion of the King's meat as thou seest deal with thy servants. Yeah. So that's some, yeah, he had some faith, man. He just issued a challenge. He threw down the gauntlet to Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. And you know, these are and, the, and what blows my mind even more is these, these are kids basically like David Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego were just like teenagers. They weren't like 40 year old men who were established and were like, all right, listen here, King, I'm going to tell you what's up. It's like, they, they had a lot of faith. You know, Daniel yeah. had an immense faith to be like, okay, tell you what, tell you what, give me 10 days. And then look at look at our faces and then look at the faces of all the other ones that are eating the meat and then you make the call.
2: It reminds me of Elijah. Like, Remember what? when he challenged when he challenged the prophets of Baal and he was like, "Yes." Hey. yes. I mean, he, I mean, this is Daniel, man. Daniel's throwing down at a, yeah. as a youngster.
1: I thought of the Stripling Warriors and uh, being yes. so young and and their faith mm-hmm. and willingness to willingness to, you know, put themselves uh, out there. Uh, and we
2: know the reason they were faithful because their mothers basically their parents taught them. Right and now and so we gotta we got to assume at least that they were taught by their parents or whoever their My guardians were. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it had to be unless the Lord just really truly set them apart to just be in a good, just a good person. I don't know, you know. So it, it's just amazing to me the integrity of these of these young men. Yeah, and the faith. So we're
0: in the dream now. Yep. Yep. In chapter two, give it. So yeah, Nebuchadnezzar had a wild dream, and he got all of his all of his wizards and soothsayers and all of his fancy fancy pantsy sorcerers and people to try to interpret the dream for him, and and nobody could do it. Nobody could uh, give him an explanation for the dream that was able to satisfy him. And so then, yeah, Daniel like not only. Daniel basically told him the dream. You know, he didn't even he didn't even sit down da- sit Daniel down and say listen, here's what happened in my dream. Daniel's like, okay, you had a dream. Here's what happened in your dream and here's what it means. And he's yeah, blown away at this point. Like, what are you talking about? And So once again, Daniel's faith has given him superhuman Protection. ability. Yeah. yeah. Here's, well, oh, here's yeah, the Here's yeah. the
2: thing. I love this out of the Institute manual you know, in verse 17 and 18, I'll just read that. Actually, it's 17 through 19. I won't read it all. All I'll say is this. Uh, it says, so Daniel finds out the king is going to kill all the wise men, um, mm-hmm. which includes Daniel at this point. I think uh, he got some favoritism from the king because the, he did show the king that, yeah, you can be healthier by eating this, which that's what Nebuchadnezzar truly wanted. He wanted his people healthy. He wanted those youth healthy. And so he, he gained a little favor." with the king because of that. And so now he's sort of considered a wise man at this point, one of his wise men, you know, Daniel. And so now he's finding out that this dream's had, like you said, and nobody can interpret it. So what does the king say? I'm going to kill all the wise men if y'all can't help me out. In other words, you're no good to me. You're not true wise men if you can't interpret this dream. And, And so now Daniel's a little bit on alert here. I don't think not just for himself, because I don't think Daniel considered himself as much as those around him which is actually said in verse 18, he, he, he goes and he prays with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Actually it's Hananiah, Michelle, Michelle, Michelle and Azariah. Those were, that's mm-hmm. who they were. Uh, they actual names. Hebrew names. Yeah. yeah. And, but he went and he went to them and said, Hey, this is what's going on. Let's pray to the Lord right now for help to know what that dream means so that we can not just save me, but to save all these other, you know, quote unquote, wise men, all these other people, he wanted to make sure nobody died, you know? And so he prayed. And this is a profound statement that I love. Daniel and his companions preserved their lives by obtaining revelation from God. So through revelation, they were saved by searching out revelation. They were saved physically, but of course, spiritually as well, but physically. And so that's the, yeah, that's the power of revelation, man. Revelation doesn't just save us. It it saves us physically as well. That's how powerful revelation is. So I thought, I
1: thought it was awesome. Yeah. And that makes me think of, uh, again, President Nelson's, uh, thoughts and, and, uh, about the, in order to survive spiritually, right we're going to have to learn how to follow the promptings of the spirit and and receive that personal revelation for sure so um now what and what was it just one dream or did he or did he have one uh, it it was just one dream it was one okay
2: in a nutshell if you want me to say it was basically a a statue of a man the head was gold and correct me if i go wrong here because i can't remember all the materials but the head was gold the the uh the upper chest uh was like uh was it was it was it silver. Maybe uh it, a different type of metal, and then you got down to the tor- to the belly and the torso down low was like another brass or something, then it got to the legs which were iron or something, and then it got to the feet which were a mixture of iron and clay yeah his his oh, legs
0: were iron, his feet were iron part part iron and part clay, part clay so in those yeah. and each section of the body represented the different kingdoms, kingdoms that would, that that would, would rise you know one kingdom after the other, you know, the great right. kingdom, and then going down toward the feet. And then the feet, it's really cool because the two feet are symbolic, too, of the, uh, um, gosh, what, which uh, kingdom was it that was the split? So it's, uh,
2: uh, it was the uh, Romans or the. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. There was one that was, was, in, was one,
0: that when, when the uh, when the final split, when it was, you know, when that part of the world was divided up into like the European countries yeah, or whatever.
2: Yes, it's something to do with that. Yeah. It's basically like you're saying every kingdom, every major kingdom. You know, I had the question, why did Nebuchadnezzar have this dream? We we sometimes want to throw this back to Daniel and be like, well, Daniel received this revelation. But why was it given to Nebuchadnezzar? Why couldn't the Lord just go straight to Daniel and say, this is what I need you to know? Because I think it's because that Nebuchadnezzar is trying to build up one of these kingdoms. Actually, as a matter of fact, Daniel tells him the head of gold is his kingdom of that mm-hmm. statute. So, powerful, but what, yeah. and so the Lord, and so of course this is a more powerful way of getting this, getting Daniel could have easily just showed up and say, Hey, the Lord gave me this dream. This is what I had. And I need to tell you this. Well, Nebuchadnezzar's probably going Like, what are you talking about, man? Get out of my yeah. face. Well, this is more powerful because Nebuchadnezzar saw this and he yes. knew it was significant. And so the hand, the stone is the other kingdom that comes out of the mountain without hands, cut out of the mountain without hands. And it, and it rolls forth. It won't be stopped. And it actually smashes down this whole statue so it destroys all those kingdoms basically in a nutshell daniel or nebuchadnezzar i'll say this nebuchadnezzar needed to know that his kingdom was temporary and that he's putting too much focus on trying to be all powerful in the wrong ways it's not going to last the way that you're going you're trying to create something that's not going to last this is a temporary worldly kingdom and it isn't going to last you need to be looking for a more powerful kingdom a more lasting kingdom which is the kingdom of god which is that stone that comes out and it wasn't cut with hands because we know it wasn't the the this it kingdom we're talking about by the hand of man yes exactly it and this kingdom we're talking about is the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints that's that's what we're talking about and because it was not cut out you're right it wasn't made by man it was god put it back on the earth and uh had prophets and Uh, Everything was through, you know, heavenly messengers come back through, you know, all these things. And anyway, so that's in a nutshell what it is that he had to tell Nebuchadnezzar. Interestingly enough, even though Nebuchadnezzar is an idol worshiper and he believes in many gods, he actually says this. He says um, at the very end of of chapter two, he says, uh, then King Nebuchadnezzar fell upon his face and worshiped Daniel and commanded that they should offer. Um, you know, ablation and and sweet odors to him, gifts or whatever. The king answered unto Daniel and said, of a truth, it is that your God is a God of gods and a Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets, seeing thou couldst reveal this secret. He had a spiritual experience there, King Nebuchadnezzar did, which tells me you don't have to be a member of the church with the gift of the Holy ghost to have a spiritual experience. You can be anybody. You can be a, a, a terrible person and you can have a spiritual experience. You can have the whispers of the spirit come to you. And this is what's happening. He recognized truth. Um, But what's so strange. And we see later is that he does go right back to, you know, worshiping idols and making a big golden calf or whatever it was to, to worship and all kind of stuff. So, it's interesting that just because we have that spiritual thing, we also need to remember that's not enough. We need to keep working at it and keep, keep going with those, with those things. But a lot of stuff's happening in these chapters, man. A lot of, yeah, there's stuff.
1: Yeah, there's uh if if you look up uh, there's a lot of great quotes and everything in the institute manual. Uh, yes, about yes. These, about this revelation from you know Spencer W. Kimball, Orson Pratt, and everything. There's a, there if you if you got some time, check out the institute manual. He got a lot of a lot of good stuff.
2: The the problem with Nebuchadnezzar is he wanted to keep him, his, his, as much of himself as he could in Babylon, you know, that what's the thing, you know, you got a vacation right. home in Babylon, you know, that's, that's right. Like, yeah. He couldn't shake that. He couldn't get away from that, uh, lavish lifestyle that he had, uh, not knowing that that kingdom was fixing to be, I mean, within days, I mean, the way that I understand it, it wasn't very far away. It was fixing to be destroyed like overnight, which is amazing because Babylon is such a powerful, huge, powerful kingdom. And, and it actually gets destroyed like within a day. I mean, literally, there's there's historians that have talked about how that happened, and it's very interesting. But anyway. Yeah,
1: let, let, uh, I, I do want to share the, the Brigham Young quote. The Lord God Almighty has set up a kingdom that will sway the scepter of power and authority over all the kingdom of the world and will never be destroyed. It is the kingdom that Daniel saw and wrote of. It may be considered treason to say that the kingdom which that prophet foretold is actually set up that we cannot help, but we know it is so. And call upon the nations... To believe our testimony, the kingdom will continue to increase, to grow, to spread and prosper more and more.
2: Mm-hmm. Every
1: time its enemies undertake to overthrow it, it will become more extensive and powerful. Instead of its decreasing, it will continue to increase. It will spread the more, become more wonderful and conspicuous to the nations until it fills the whole earth.
2: I love the word conspicuous. Right. That's so cool how you said that because that's really what it people, it, it's intriguing. It's a little intriguing. Like what you guys are kind of weird, man. Like what
1: you know, and 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 that's why eventually, eventually, we will have Christendom looking to the church. Yeah, Uh, we 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 really will. You
2: know what Brigham Young is alluding to here, which is very controversial to say. It's it's basically the the government of the church will rule the world. Um, and that sounds very yeah it's a little scary to say something like that's you know brigham young he was pretty fiery but uh in in reality it's true but now having said that when we say the church of jesus christ it's jesus christ it's not it's not you know it's not it's not i was gonna say gordon hinkley it's not uh russell nelson it's not jeffrey r holland's gonna be the guy that goes in and takes over these countries no it's the jesus christ will govern the earth one day that's right yeah his will be the he will be the governor of the of the world, the president, the king, whatever you want to call it, of the world. Yeah. So. so, that's what,
0: yeah. The structure of the church is yeah. is, is all that is, is, the is establishing the structure yeah. that will be in place right. when Jesus returns. We so that I think will be a, his kingdom, the structure of his kingdom. Yeah, it's important.
2: Who can who can do the uh, article of faith? We believe in being subject uh, to the kings,
1: priests presidents. Right. So so
2: we want to make sure that we're not saying that we don't regard any laws and that we do what we want. No, that's not, that's not how the, how Jesus Christ would want that. That's, that's not the way it's supposed to be, but there will be a time when his laws will absolutely be the only laws that we follow you know, and, and of course they're going to be the most righteous and the best laws that there can be because it's Jesus Christ, you know? So, but yeah, that can be a controversial type discussion because it may sound this or that and may, may even cause some, you know, rub the wrong way of other people, whatever religions or whatever, but it's just, it's what we believe and it's all because it's Jesus Christ. We believe he will be the ruler of the world. So,
0: yeah. And I had a conversation with a very, very, Intelligent person one time that said something that really kind of blew me Thank away. Thank you, Kenny. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was Marcus. Oh, during that. Yeah. It said during that time that the other churches will still exist.
2: Yes. And I was Mm -hmm.
0: like other other. Yes. Because in my head, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, all this other stuff's going to go away and there's only going to be Jesus Christ and his church. But no, no, it's like, yeah. So there will be people still have agency. There still will be other other Christian churches. Look, there will be Christian churches that will reject Christ even. Yeah. and,
2: And when it says that only righteous people will be left on the earth during the second coming. Don't it never says only members of the church of Jesus Christ will be left in the same. no, just righteous people, people yes. that believe in Jesus Christ, people that believe in a in a higher power power that uh, is, is Jesus Christ, people that are good hearted people that will genuinely accept Jesus Christ when they hear it. Those people will be left there. Th- those people are good people. Um, and so, yeah, that's, uh, you know, and like I said, and, that's all and
1: unfortunately members of the church oh, that well will, will some of them won't make it. Some of those people. It's true.
2: Yeah. Well, they won't make it. they will be I'm some hoping. of the first that won't make it probably right, because yeah. they know, you know, they, they got more knowledge, but, or well, more uh, knowledge, yeah. well,
0: let's talk about Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego.
2: Awesome dudes.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So chapter three, that's, uh, moving into the the cool story that we all know about the, uh, the humongo humongoid, uh, statue that the nebuchadnezzar built that was um three score cubits which is 90 feet tall wow that's which big man what,
2: what's a what's, uh, statue of liberty 130 feet it, it's it's pretty close it's i can't remember i'd have to look it up let's, let's google it just right to now. get into context because yep. that which i've never seen the statue of liberty in person but hey siri
1: how tall is the statue of liberty
0: 305 feet. Oh, 300. Is 305 feet tall. Okay. So I that's know counting what we the base, can, I know what, counting the, ba- the base, the base, the is, is a big part of the height. The yeah. statue itself is not well, that
2: tall. A fire tower is a hundred feet tall and okay. we've okay. all seen
0: a fire tower. Okay. So that, yeah. That's pretty okay. tall. So yeah, we're basically thinking of a, 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 a statue, a golden statue that's yeah. almost as tall as a fire tower. Yeah. So those crazy. of us in the South, we've seen fire we've towers. We know how towers. tall they are. They have to be up They over tower over trees. the trees. Yeah. And they, they do, they really they have tall. to be that tall in order to be able to get above the tree line for, you know, to be able to, to watch for fires. So, yeah, yeah, that's incredibly tall. That's an immensely humongous. Statue so it puts, it
2: puts it into context, Kenny, this was not a small ceremony. This was not, this was something that was being planned for a long, it had to take a while to build this thing. Okay. This had, to, and there was probably a huge unveiling and a, probably just a massive thing. I mean, just the immense pressure that had to be felt upon Daniel. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, as we're talking about now, to to, to maybe just sort of stay low, man. And let's just go along with this thing for a minute. I mean, nah, man, I, I don't know. That's crazy.
0: I mean, Could you, I mean, pressure. we we we've all been teenagers before and you oh, know yeah. the pressure, the pressure yeah. to conform. Especially, yeah. I mean, even as adults, but especially when you're younger. Right. Man, there's you you if you if if you feel like people are looking at you like you're weird at all, it's it's really hard right. it's it's right. not you know so i can't even imagine the amount of of stress that would have been on them to be able to to stand up to this and be the only people in the whole kingdom that right. were like not doing what they're supposed to do and yeah it's 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 crazy the, the faithfulness of those guys is just mind-blowing but it shows you know yeah, so- that we have faith
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So look so, out for us. Yeah. So so everybody everybody was expected to kneel and worship yeah. This, yeah. this statue, right? When the music yeah, automatically, the music played, yeah. automatically, yes, right. Yeah. yeah. When the when 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 the big um,
0: this was when, like, the, when people heard the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, which is fun to say, psaltery, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I and mean, all yeah. kinds of music all the people all the nations all the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that nebuchadnezzar the king had set up
2: yeah this was as common as eating lunch i mean this whenever was like you hear the, the sack of the butt,
0: day. you fall to your knees and worship the giant statue yeah
2: yeah it was just a part of the day yeah yeah the <laughs> sack but i mean, that thing was that was probably a base um yeah that, <laughs> That's not like a good name
0: for a bass. For those that don't base, know, he plays bass. So anyway. Let me get my sack, but yeah. It's in his
2: bio. Check out his bio. Yeah. Hey, but let me say this. Verse 14 goes right along with it. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, because somebody told him, so hey, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is not doing this, king. And see, they were already set up as high council in the king's court also. King, you know, the king had noticed them, and they're up there now. They got some clout, you know. But they're, of course, they're getting told on by the other people and say they're they're not they're not doing what you're them to do, right? And so Nebuchadnezzar spoke to him and he said, "Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, not do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up?" And, and so here's my thing: I wonder if they said to him back to the king because what an opportunity! I know if it had been me, I probably would have because I'm always some kind of quit. Come back. I wonder if they said, you know, have you already forgotten when Daniel interpreted your dream and you confessed, and you confessed, King, that God, our God, is truly the God of gods? That's his words. So, how am I going to worship this God if you already said my God is the God of gods? Does not that make sense, O King? I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm sure there might have been some back and forth there, which is probably why they got – was going to get thrown in the furnace because they might have made a fool out of him. Um, But, anyway, I just thought it was very interesting. I don't know how much time, you know, passed between this. It could have been years. I don't know. But has he already forgotten
0: that fast? Good grief, man. You know? We are quick to forget, that's for sure. Yes. yes. So – yeah, I want to I want to read verses seventeen and eighteen. This to me. Oh yeah, these are the, these. In are my the opinion, yeah. this sums up the whole lesson for this. Morning. Oh yeah. This is yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and He will deliver us out of thine hand, O King. And but this is ooh, man, this gets me. But if not, be it known unto thee, O King, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Yeah. So that's I mean that that's we we could I mean those two verses to me that could be the yeah. whole that's the whole gospel right there like we have faith in God I mean hey I'm I'm not going to do this thing and God's going to deliver me from it but if not so be it. So be it. That's
1: right. Yeah. You know, so that's be right. it.
0: That's what I mean that's just man that you know that kind of faith is like he's he's like you know yeah if if God wants to he he can save us from this. But if he doesn't, so then we'll die and, and you'll, we'll die knowing that we did not submit to this thing. You're, am, talking and and you're
2: talking about wheels. You're talking about wheels, W I L L S aligning. You're so, aligning your will with God's yeah. will at that point. He, they were dead on the same page. If the Lord says right. we're saved, we're saved. If he don't, then he don't. And that's, that's his will. That's our will. That's the way it goes. I mean, that's so, just amazing. Yep.
0: That that's, I, it reminds me, it reminds me of uh Jesus's prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane.
2: Yes,
1: yes.
0: But I'll be well that this pass cut pass from me, nevertheless, not my will but thine be done.
1: Yes, right. I love that we have a contrasting story though in the book of Mormon. Alma and Amulek. Oh, yeah, and, and the people oh, yeah. being the people thrown into the furnace, into the and amulek, yep. amulek is says says to Alma. Let's save them, right? We can save them. We have the power to save them. And Alma says, basically, the spirit constrains me not to. Yeah. And uh so it's it's very, very interesting. It goes back to this right here, Kenny, what you said, verse 17, or I mean verse 18. But if not, be it known unto thee, O King, that we will not serve thy gods. And and that's and that's the situation that uh that the Nephites uh found themselves in there.
2: Well, what about Abinadi? Abinadi, same thing. He said the same thing. He said, if it's so, I don't know what the Lord's going to do with me, but whatever he does basically is what he's going to do. And and it did happen. He, He did die. You know he did, and and so do those
1: other people as well. Yeah, right. They they, 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 they weren't saved.
2: Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. There's, it it really does. It really is up to the Lord. It's it just because you're doing such a righteous, wonderful thing doesn't mean that you're saved physically. We're never guaranteed physical safety. We're we're just not. We're just not guaranteed that. Uh, We didn't come to this life with that guarantee. That infants die. You know. uh, You know, people. I'm several people I know have died in their teens. Um, you know, we don't know when we're going to pass away or become maimed or whatever. We we have no, we literally have no control of that. We can do the best we can, but things outside of our circum, you know, outside of our power can happen. And so that's why the Lord is so focused throughout the Scriptures isn't really on the physical things. It's always the spiritual. That's the only thing we really truly can control. That's the only thing we really can truly build up and strengthen and make sure that we have. I'm I might not make it another two years but my spirituality can be as strong as it can be in that time. And that's up to me, you know, to do that. And so that, that's what's so interesting about. And Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego had that down pat. They knew that perfectly. They, they couldn't care less. What are you, what are are you going to do my body? Okay, fine. I mean, that that's taken care of 100% by Jesus Christ. I'm going to be resurrected and be glorified.
0: I'm not worried about
2: that part. Yeah. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about my spirituality. If I decide to worship this idol, then I'm really dead. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, that's the real bad thing here. And that's the thing the king didn't get, but they had it down perfectly. So, uh, man, there there's so much stuff in these chapters right here in Daniel. If all we had was the book of Daniel out of the Old Testament, we'd be in good shape. I mean, I you know, and I'm not and I'm not. That's my opinion now. Believe me, that's my opinion. But uh, there's so much depth to these chapters, man. There's so much yeah. going on that really relates yeah. it to me. Daniel feels like a character out of the book of Mormon. Does that make sense to y'all? It, it feels like something that is yeah. just so relatable. And right. what I mean by that is it seems like the book of Mormon was written for our day. And it just really feels like Daniel was written for our day. I mean, it all, all is, but you know what I'm saying? It's just something yeah. special about Daniel, man. And Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Of course. Very cool stuff, man. Yeah.
0: So in this case though, they were saved and it, yeah. saved from the fire that was so hot. Literally. It killed the dudes that were throwing them into the furnace hotter than the Literally furnace has ever the been.
1: Remember they into
2: said, the Remember they said they made it hotter than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said they 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 made that was the hottest the furnace. Apparently he had this furnace for killing people. I don't know, uh, you know, whatever it was made for, but it was a once again it was ever there. Made. Once
0: again, it's uh, kind Hitler, of a
2: Hitler a Hitler thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know,
0: yeah. It, 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 hey, he that destruction some.
2: Satan plays some some of the same cards,
0: complex machinery, some complex uh, (laughs) things to to kill people with. Yeah. But so so when the Lord, the Lord did choose to save them in this case. And in, in verse 28, we see why. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, who have sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word. And yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Very so, good. Yep. yeah, and he made a decree from that point that every and he the next verse, <laughs> he goes so far in the next verse to say, any person that speaks against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut up into pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other god that can deliver after this sort. Yeah. Well, we we there's no other god people. that can do this. So if you if you say anything negative about this this god their their god, you talk trash about him, we're gonna cut you into little pieces. Yeah, yeah. Turn your house into a dung hill, whatever exactly that means. Yeah, it oh, sounds yeah. bad. Though. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's amazing the influence. I you know he Daniel and and these three men. And I need to clarify that actually uh, Shadrach Meshach and Abednego became higher up in the courts of the King after this incident that that was, i said it before that they were already high up in the courts, yeah. but now they are now he, he promotes them to a, a leadership type position. But anyway, um, it's just amazing to me the influence they've got on the King um, all these, and it's because of the Lord, it's because they're following the Lord. And and Daniel says as much, you know, back when he said who helped him interpret the dream, it wasn't him. It was the Lord helped him interpret that dream. You know, he, he always gives the credit where credits due. any good leader does that. Any good leader doesn't take that for themselves. They never want to. I mean, some leaders do come up with good, great things on their own. I mean, they do have great things that comes mm-hmm. from them, and then the other people copy that. But he he lets people know that hey, Jesus Christ is the reason these things are happening, the reason that we're protected, the reason that we're healthy, the reason that we are smart, the re-, whatever it is, you know. And so Nebuchadnezzar is taking notes. He he's getting it. It's, his heart is being softened. I think about also in the book of Mormon when Lamoni, the king, his heart became softened as he saw Ammon out there serving him every day. You know, it's just, these are great missionaries, man. I mean, they're they're doing, the Lord is, he qualifies everybody. I'll just say that. The Lord qualifies whatever our missions are. And he's qualifying these four men right now to do some good work. You know, obviously in the end, Nebuchadnezzar doesn't really, he really just doesn't come around like he should. He's just keeping that foot literally in Babylon. Um, yeah. But, and you then, know,
0: he, yeah. Then chapter four is the other, I think that's what you were talking about, Jackson. There yeah. yeah. Dream he interprets in chapter eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. He, he turns around and, and basically he just, he just doesn't quite, he, as a matter of fact, I mean, <laughs> Daniel tells him he's going to be destroyed, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. That's because Daniel was hesitant. He, yeah. he walks in, and uh, yeah, he Nebuchadnezzar didn't wanna... he sees it. He's hesitant. You know, he says, "Go ahead and speak freely." You know, so, yeah, so uh, says, that's oh, cool. Right, right? Here it is, and, and it's, his his reaction is really
2: good. He was kind of like, "Hey, give this guy some gifts." I mean, let's you know, Daniel. I mean, it, it, it was very interesting. To me, <laughs> did you read in the Institute, Manuel Jackson, about that?
1: Uh yeah.
2: I don't have it with me. I don't know if you can read it. You know what I'm talking about? Where it said that possibly the reason Nebuchadnezzar. Adorned him with gifts and sort of praised him when he was told such a horrible thing that he was going to be destroyed. Uh, I can't remember. It's something to do with that, perhaps. Um, Uh, Do you see it?
1: Oh, uh, verse 29. Twenty-nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, why, why was Daniel rewarded by the king when he prophesied of the king's destruction? So, so based on verse twenty-nine of chapter five, it says right. although Belshazzar did not believe that Daniel's God was the only true God, it is likely that he, like other heathens, believed in the gods and in revelations from God. He must have deep been deeply impressed with Daniel's ability to interpret the writing on the wall because he rewarded him handsomely. Uh, Keil and Delisch suggested another possible reason. Belshazzar perhaps scarcely believed the threatened judgment from God to be so near as it actually was, and perhaps he hoped to be able, by conferring honor upon Daniel, to appease the wrath of god
2: yeah so he wanted to be like let me give you some gifts and maybe yeah. the lord will turn a blind eye to me yeah so, you know, so,
1: so, so, so basically he's doing some 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 uh, blackmail and negotiating or something saying, Listen well, here,
2: I, I, I think i think sometimes we want to levy we want to we want to sometimes maybe do and i've heard this especially as a youth it was always like well if i do these good things my bad things are canceled out you know what i mean and that's kind of right, what you yeah. see Belshazzar trying to do here oh yeah, he's like uh hey Daniel, here enjoy
0: this uh this gold yeah. necklace. And by the way, why not you put in a good word for me? With yeah, exactly.
2: Guide. Exactly. Trying to bow off the Lord, basically. I mean, let's yeah. just be honest. What's so interesting is that he actually died. Like he, he he's destroyed like within days, I think. It, it wouldn't, anyway, it, yeah. it, he didn't realize it was that close that he was going to get destroyed. That was the other thing. He thought, well, maybe I got some time anyway. You know, I'm sure I'm not going to get destroyed tomorrow. I mean, I'm the I am the leader of the most powerful entity in the world, right? You know, in his mind, right. you know. So. Anyway, and
0: that same night he was slain, and the yeah, Midian king took the kingdom.
2: Um yeah. Darius, I mean the last thing in verse six or chapter six, Darius takes chapter over six. this. Huh? Yeah, chapter six. Uh Darius oh, takes yeah, over just saying, yeah, he, yeah, chapter six. He's the uh he's the leader of the um what is it? The who took over the Persians. Um I think the Persians the took Niels. over. Yeah.
0: The yeah, I think that Midian.
2: Oh, okay. The Medes and Persians. Medes and Persians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they took over. Babylon's gone. They took over. The way I understand it, they actually, historians try to say there's no way Babylon was destroyed in a day, but it actually was. The historians see that there was tunnels under the city where the water had went down. And so they, all these Persians and all the enemy went through the tunnels and was like in the city overnight. And it just, they just took over. And so it did happen like within a day. It's just, you know, part of that uh, prophecy. But anyway, um, let's see. It's just interesting. I think the really the last thing that I wanted to say was just that, um, um, I don't want to get, there is a lot of stuff here, but I, you know, we ain't really got time. I wish I could. Okay. People
1: just got to study on their own.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We got to study on. We can't tell y'all. The the very last thing though. It's funny to me how once again, the Lord proves it. And now Darius makes the decree that yeah that everybody needs to honor the honor daniel's god daniel's god is the best right right
1: (laughs) that's funny
2: well and uh so darius he was the one that signed the decree but it was kind of like unbeknownst to him it was kind of like tricked on him a little bit he didn't really know what he was signing am i reading that right it's basically where that you you know when you pray this is when he was cast into the lions den. this is why and, and, and Darius, the king, did not like this. He was like, no, you know, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. You know, basically, like, I did not want Daniel in the lion's den. But somehow he was tricked, I think, maybe into, maybe put that down in the comments if people know better than us. He was sort of tricked into signing this decree to make it like uh, basically prayer, make it uh, uh, yeah. illegal to pray, you know, or whatever. Um, and so that's, yeah, yeah. that's how they yeah, got mean- Daniel.
0: Made him sign a decree that, yeah, anybody that prayed in public, yeah, some, yeah.
2: and so Darius really didn't. Uh, he weren't really, I don't think he really was thinking about it when he'd signed it. He'd if like, you really want
0: to understand it better. You go back, there's there's a Veggie Tales episode about <laughs> so, Oh, yeah, that's a really catchy yeah. song, right? Explains it, yeah, that's funny. If but anyway, long- <laughs> we're gonna see the road into the lion's den. Oh
2: man. <laughs> You can play that on a sack, butt. anyway, (laughs) um, (laughs) or whatever it's called, Daniel does go to the lion's den. He gets put in there. Darius won't even sleep all night. He's scared to death. He's worried about him, but Daniel told him, you know, the Lord would take care of me and this and that and whatever. And so anyway, so we know the story. Daniel of course, wasn't eaten in the lion's den. The Lord protected him. Send an angel to shut the mouths of the lions, et cetera, et cetera. There's a beautiful, beautiful painting in the Orlando temple, in the men's dressing room of Daniel in the lion's Inn. Oh my goodness. It blows my mind every time I see yeah. it. Anyway, that's, that's a yeah. side note thing. That's a side note thing. But anyway, um, so basically what happens is Darius is super happy, like, yay, I'm so glad you made it. I didn't want you to die. I'm so sorry that this happened. Um, and so what do they do? They go get them, the, the men that created this law, this, made up law and they get their wives and their children and they throw them all in the, in the lion's den. And, uh, which I thought, wow, that's, uh, that's pretty harsh, harsh, man. Yeah. Pretty harsh. But, you know, one of the reasons is that possibly those children would have been indoctrinated with the wrong things. They would have caused more problems in the future, uh, with the things against God and et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. So there's just reasons why the Lord allows. obviously we talked about this before about how the Lord allows, agency and things to happen like that and the punishment has to fit the crime and you know of course today that's pretty harsh probably i, I dare it depends on I guess what country you're in but uh, in america it definitely wouldn't happen they definitely probably would have grabbed these men up and and done, done some kind of punishment to them for making up a false law and trying to get someone killed and etc but to throw their wives and children in there i don't know that's that's just crazy for today but anyway the, the lord has reasons for all these things um So anyway, the last thing that I'll say just to end out my part in verse 28 of chapter six, um, it says, so thus. So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus, the Persian. So Cyrus takes over uh, the the king of Persia. Uh, He's also his assistant. And the thing that it says, lastly, it says Daniel prospered. It says he had served five kings, Nebuchadnezzar. I can't name this next one evil Merodach, evil Merodach, or something it's a hyphenated word look it up uh belshazzar darius and cyrus so he served all these kings few courtiers courtiers c-o-u-r-t-i-e-r-s i'm not sure what that is few of them have had so long a reign um served so many masters without flattering any been more successful in their management of public affairs, been so useful to the States where they were in office or have been more owned of God or have left such an example to posterity than Daniel, you know, just an amazing man. Amazing, amazing, amazing for him to hold those under non believing Kings. He changed the hearts of some of them. You know, even uh, Cyrus was not Cyrus. The one that released the Jews back to go back to their, to their land to repair the temple. Um, I believe that he was the king. I believe that was the king. Perhaps Daniel had a very big influence on that to get, you know, that's how that worked. And uh, Daniel had some major influence on these kings, man. Uh, may not have ever converted anybody, you know, maybe none of these Kings were ever baptized, you know, or what, you know what I mean? I'm baptized. Shouldn't be in quotation. That's an actual thing, but what I'm saying, they weren't actually, you know, that wasn't the success that they were baptized. It was the success that he shared the gospel. He opened his mouth. Those lions' mouths were closed, but Daniel's was not.
1: Yeah. But basically the book of Daniel is faith in action yes i mean that's uh, absolutely that's that's what it is i mean it's several stories of just faith in action
2: man what what a guy yeah what a guy
1: and men i mean this uh all of them yeah yeah well very good well we will close it out right there and uh until next time y'all keep on striving All right, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. If you would like to follow us on social media, you can do that through Instagram and Facebook at Saints in the South. Uh, A great place to join in the discussion would be our podcast group page on Facebook. You can also follow us on Twitter, Saints in the South, at 5 Southern Saints, And then, of course, on YouTube, hit the like button, notification bell. And if you're not already, be sure and subscribe. And then finally, you can check us out through our website, saintsinthesouth.com. Uh, where you can have access to all the podcast and uh, YouTube videos. And then we would love for you to take the opportunity and leave us a review and rating. Thanks again for all of your support, and we will see you next time.